is Country 104. Uh, okay, here we go. Country Mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104. Into the swing of things after a long weekend can can definitely be difficult, and and sometimes you need some shortcuts, you need some hacks to help you to get an edge for for the upcoming week. Yeah, so I have found some great life hacks that you can use over the next couple of days, and the uh, the the theme for these hacks were, or I should say, are it ain't stupid if it works. Yeah, <laughs> that's is, so fair. I mean, it's so true. It's so true. So uh, some of these life hacks uh, that I saw include use bobby pins to untie stubborn shoelaces. Or Ooh. do you need an extra chair around the campfire? No problem. Pull up the wheelbarrow, tip it down yep. so it's resting on its arms, and uh, boom, you got a chair. Maybe it's a little dirty, but it's, it's fine. It's a chair. I've done that chair. before working construction where you're, you're sitting, you're having lunch, and instead of just like sitting on the ground or something, you just take the empty wheelbarrow, flip it over, and then you're able to just sit down, have your sandwich, enjoy, relax for a second, and then you get right back to it. Then things start to, started to get a little more creative, Kyle. Somebody said their life hack is to use a Pringles can for other snacks that come in bags to avoid loud crinkling in the office. <laughs> now, that's a great idea, you know, in a, in a pre-COVID world when we were actually in the office. But I'm thinking... Well. You know, when you go to the movie theaters, you pre-buy all the snacks. Maybe you go to the bulk bar. Maybe you go to Dollarama. You get some snacks and you sneak oh, them in. Yeah, but then yeah. you got to open the bag of chips during the movie. Just put them in a Pringles can. Nobody will know. Imagine a Pringles can full of like M&Ms or <gasps> fuzzy peaches or Sour Patch Kids. And just, oh, that would be the absolute best. That's that's what I'm actually going to use moving forward. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's a great one. Uh, Okay, so that's a good one. Then things got a little more interesting. Somebody said uh, this was a a hack from their uncle. My uncle just sent a message in the family group asking for money. I privately messaged him asking for banking details so I could make a deposit. He responded saying he doesn't actually need money. He just asked for money so that nobody else in the family would ask him (laughs) for money. (laughs) That is so good. Country 104. Back to work, you know, back after the long weekend, normally back to school, but that's been pushed back a week, obviously, as well. And, you know, there's nothing that gets you back in, you know, into the work week than a good old fashioned debates on whether you see (laughs) one thing or another thing. And just like if you remember back in the time where, you know, whether you'd see a blue dress or a whatever it was, a blue or gold or I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, it yeah. was. Um, <laughs> we've got another one evidently up on our Country 104 Facebook page right now. Yes. So this one I think is even better than what color is the dress. Sure. This one is a photo of an animal outside in nature. And depending on how you look at it and who you are and, and, and if you've got your eyes crossed or your head tilted or not, you might see a goat or you might see a bird and Kyle I know you've just pulled the photo up I want to know what is the first animal you see when you look at it I saw a bird you saw a bird it's a bird you know what's really how do you oh my gosh the goats Okay. What? When I first when I first looked at this photo I saw it was all over my social media this weekend I looked at the photo I said that's a goat like why is there a goat on my social media page and I realized you kind of like, you know, stare at it, tilt your head, cross your eyes a little bit. And then the goat ear becomes the bird yeah. beak and you you can see the bird. Were you, 
we posted this over on our uh, our country on a four Facebook page. Trisha says, "I saw the bird first, but I totally see both." Haley says, "I saw the goat first, but now I can only see the bird." Yeah, no, it's I can only see the bird. I have to like really focus in if to see the goat. You know what I mean? Chris, like I have Chris, to really like focus in and make sure. Other than that, I, I see the bird first. Christine actually messaged. She says, I can't even see the goat at all. What are you talking about? There's no goat in this photo. So we would love to know. It's on our Country 104 socials. What do you see in this morning? Do you see a goat or a bird? Country 104. Now, Leanne, you and I were having a discussion a little bit earlier. And the first thing that you said was that, you know, I, you can never have a bad conversation about food. You can never bad talk food. But in this case, you kind of are. So I saw a debate on social media yesterday. I mentioned this to Kyle off air. The debate was what do you call the end piece on a loaf of bread? You know, you buy a brand new loaf from the store. It's, you know, all sliced up that end piece. That's just completely crust. What do you call that? And Kyle, you, uh, you said something that I I wasn't prepared for. Well, I love, I just, a, I just I, I love that this is a conversation that's getting talked about on Facebook. But it, one of the things I said was the fact that I I love the end pieces. The end pieces oh, are what? unbelievable. I it's find like the, the crust on pizza. No, the crust on pizza is its own wonderful entity. Everything about pizza is good. There is no bad part of pizza. But the crust on a loaf isn't the end piece when you you know you put it in the toaster or you have a have it in a sandwich or something. It's always kind of dry. It always tastes kind of funny. It's 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 just not as good. So I looked up online what the end slice of a loaf of bread is, and Google and the first thing that so here are some of the terms that have come up. Okay. The knob end, the Norbert, the noggin, the ender, the crust, the outsider, the doorstep, the bumper, the heely, the nub, the bum end. And I will say on this article, Those are or the, some the, of the ones I love it. <laughs> but when I have to, I have to add to that list that came up on this Facebook Facebook debate. They're calling the end piece. My husband's country 104, the most Canadian job out there. Yeah. I, think. I mean, all it's really missing is, you know, a, a beaver dam and an igloo, an igloo <laughs> riding around on a moose. And you've got yourself the most Canadian job of all time. But nevertheless, uh, the Ontario government is evidently hiring a maple syrup producer down in Guelph. And on top of that, and there's some, there's some good money to be made. It's going to pay you upwards of $40 an hour. How amazing is that? You get a, and, and there's not a ton of, um, you know, requirements for this job. It's no. an education. It says, eh, it doesn't matter. Experience. Sure. That's an asset, but it doesn't matter. Uh, basically they want somebody that's comfortable working outside. It looks like the, uh, maple syrup plant or farm is on stone road West in Guelph. So they want somebody that can work outside, work with a team of people and, you know, just loves maple syrup. So, I mean, that's a no brainer. If you ask me, I mean, all they're really looking for is someone who's flexible, organized, and who has strong values. Values and ethics. Uh, you've got good interpersonal skills, confident communication skills, 
in your team player and probably along the lines of enjoying some maple syrup as well. Right. I used to get made fun of Kyle when I was coming into the studio. You know, I'm working from home right now because of COVID. I I already know where you're going with this. Every single day, because, well, we're eating breakfast at work, but every single day I had this small jar of maple syrup that I would bring to me, bring to work with me and people used to be like why why do you carry maple syrup around with you well you never know when you're gonna need it sometimes they bring yogurt sometimes bring oatmeal sometimes you forget to put sugar in your coffee may as well pull a a a vassal pospisic or whatever just put some maple syrup in there you're good to go that's the most we've talked about a lot we've we've mentioned a lot of things involving being the most canadian ever that might have been the most canadian (laughs) phrase I've ever heard in my entire life. You never know when you just need to pop a little maple syrup and put it on anything. You never know. Country 104. The renovations, they never stop. Yeah, there's always a to-do list. I mean, I've I've even got, you know, a project that I need to work on. I don't even own a whole home. (laughs) I don't even have that many square foot or square feet. And I'm still like, okay, what's on my to-do list? There's always a to-do list. And if sometimes you feel like your to-do list is never going to end, I've got some good news and bad news for you. A survey was done. And it found that 43% of people are perfectionists when it comes to renoing and DIYing sure. and fixing up their home. So much so that it takes the average person, the average home is five years and five months away from being finished. That's actually not that bad. You're not stressed about no, that? Five not years and five months? No, that's not bad at all. <laughs> Considering to the fact that the cliche saying is that there's always something to do and that the house is quote unquote never finished. The fact that there's an actual timeline, like a five years, five months, <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll take that. You're okay with that. There, there's a there's a timeline in the future. Knowing the laundry list of things that we want to do to renovate and upgrade the house, I'm like, five years? Pfft, okay, sign me up. This is a breeze, especially when we're going to be doing additions and there's the bathroom and there's a kitchen and there's backyard and landscaping. Five-year timeline? Sign no me problem. up. Already signed up. Country 104. The NFL is officially oh, back, which I know. With my brand new fantasy football league, I am very excited. I don't still don't really understand what I'm doing, but I am very excited. Listen, uh, you, you set an automatic lineup and then you go from there. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Sometimes that's <laughs> the best thing you need going forward. That's, I think, going to be my line all season long. But Kyle, what about us? What about us people not in, you know, pro sports levels. And I actually got an email this week about the women's hockey league I used to play in. They're going to be returning. The league is going to be returning for the season. They've made some changes. You know, it's going to be four on four. There's only going to be eight people a team. There's going to be no refs, which is just a nightmare. Sounds like it. But Kyle, I thought this was funny. Okay. The rule, the the in order to play, you have to come to the rink completely dressed for the game. <laughs> all, you, all you can do when you get to the arena is put on your skates and put on your helmet. And I'm assuming your gloves. That's it. You like, have to be wearing everything else when you walk in. Like you were playing tight hockey when you were like four years old. Like, yeah, like fully you. dressed. All you need is the helmet, skates, and maybe the neck guard. 
that's exactly what I thought of when I read it. You know, I remember early <laughs> Saturday morning practices, your dad would wake you up, roll you out of bed. You'd basically be asleep in the back seat with all of your equipment on and and then they would tie the skates for you. That's that's what it feels like. But then now I'm picturing myself that when you're a kid, you're 7, you're tiny, you fit in the back seat, totally yep. okay. But now can Kyle, can you imagine? I know you're a goalie, but can you imagine wearing all of your equipment? <laughs> And sitting in your driver's seat? No. Like, what? That'd you'd, be so uncomfortable. You'd need to push the seat back like four or five notches just to even remotely fit. I think it's a safety hazard if you do that. <laughs> like, how in the world could you possibly? It's hard enough to move on the ice when you've got all that equipment on, but now you need to drive. You got to look over your shoulder at your blind spots. You've got to check your mirror. Everything's got to be adjusted. Your whole like settings those... in your car are ruined. Yeah, the shin pads with the pants. There's there's no way I'm hitting that break in time. I was actually talking to, to somebody else. They said they've been getting dressed. They, their league had the same rule. You had to come in fully dressed. But they were just getting dressed in the parking That's lot. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's what I would do. <laughs> and then you just put the little skate guards on so you can just walk oh waddle gosh. into the rink. And, and then you're good to go. But, man reminiscing back to the time when you were six years old and you were late for hockey practice and you're rolling in five minutes left, but all your equipment is on and ready to go. All you need is your skates and helmet, baby. Country 104. I am absolutely, I love my dog to death. As soon as I got her from our, uh, it'll be almost three years ago now. uh, Wow. uh, It'll be January by the time because she turns three in, uh, Mm -hmm. in October. Don't ask me why I know that. And, uh, and, well, you need to know your dog's birthday. Yeah, but sometimes some people don't. Birthday. Sometimes people don't know the dog's birthday, right? So I mean, it's it's, okay. it's understandable. But I I absolutely know my dog's birthday, and <laughs> you know, I, I I feel like I've given her as good of a home as I possibly can, and I know that she loves me for it. But now there's actual science that shows and proves that dogs do love their owners. Yeah, so dogs really are a man's best friend. The uh, there's a company called Canine Cottages, and they say they said, you know, we know how much we love our pets, but we've never really known if or how dogs show affection to us, other than licking our faces when we walk <laughs> in the door. So they put this study, and uh, they. What they did was they put special heart rate collars on dogs uh, and they monitored their heart rate over the course of a couple of days while different things happened. And when their owners told them they loved them, when their owners told them they were a good boy or good girl, their heart rate, uh, the heart rate jumped 46%. Really? Dogs, the heart rate just skyrocketed because they were just so excited to hear their owner's voices and hear the the good tones, I guess, of their owner's voices. And in comparison, when the dogs were being cuddled by their owner and when they were getting pets and treats from their owner, their heart rate decreased by 23%, showing that they were relaxed and comfortable getting attention. Interesting. Well, that's, I mean, the other way you can tell too is whenever you call like a a good boy or good girl, like you just watch their tail. The tail just starts (laughs) going. Like as soon as I walk into the door, even if she's tired, like Ivy will will, will lay there and I'll walk in and be like, hi, Ivy, and get all like excited like that. And her tail just starts going back and forth. (laughs) Even though she's exhausted or she's relaxing, when the tail gets going, that's when you know that she's, she's pumped when you're home. But the fact that their heart rate jumps like that whenever you you just kind of I feel like sometimes though you don't even have to say like like good boy or good girl. Like you could say anything but in that tone. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like when the I'm the, going do to you the wanna... dentist, and she'll like start <laughs> losing it. The only person to ever be excited about the dentist. Country 104. And we had a conversation yesterday with our boss Leanne, and we, we do we, we do this conversation. We we talk to him about once a week, and we just go over stuff for the show and and stuff we're gonna do moving forward and. You know, we mess around sometimes. We talk about some other fun stuff. And he uh, he mentioned uh, a game. And he's like, you guys, you know, something to do with, you know, he's, he said, he's, you know, hillbilly golf. We're like, what? Both of us didn't say a word. Like, we both stared at him for five seconds. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we what saw a ghost. Golf? We're like, what? <laughs> huh? He and, then went on yeah. to... to- he, he went on to say, you know, you, you don't know what hillbilly golf is. It's that thing you play in your backyard on the lawn. It's like an H, but it's got three rungs across. And then you have you, you, you have two of them. You stand at opposite ends with your with your partner and you have on a, a piece of string, two balls on the end. And both Kyle, you and I go, oh, oh. and you had a different name. <laughs> I like, had a different name is ladder ball. And I, th- I call it, <laughs> uh, among my friends, we call it testy toss. Sure. <laughs> and and <laughs> it's funny. You and I, Kyle, had never heard of hillbilly golf before. And Bra- uh, Brad, boss Brad, and yep. you had never heard of testy toss before. No. And like it, now that like I think about it, it makes sense, the game. And I, I might have heard of it like once before, but I've al- it's just always been ladder ball to me. Country 104. Yesterday, I got into a conversation with, with my girlfriend, Emma, and we were talking about when the start of the week was. And okay. I, I, Monday. it was a, that's what I said, <laughs> but I understand this was off. It was like a, it was like a fun bet that we did just about like fantasy football. And I was going to add a player and she was like, add this player and I had a different player. And we're like, okay, at the end of the week, we'll see who gets the most points. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then it kind of changed the conversation to her saying, well, technically the start of the week's on Sunday. So, and her player would have played yesterday. Mine doesn't play till Sunday. And because on a calendar, technically the first day is a Sunday. That was, that was her, that was her thing. I remember as a kid, it was more like bust my balls, but it it was just, I didn't, I didn't win the argument afterwards and it was very frustrating. It was very frustrating. So I remember as a kid, you know, I know it's like back to school right now. I remember when we would get new agendas or calendars for the school year. And sometimes the week on, on this printed calendar would show that it had Sunday first. And then sometimes it has Monday first. I, it's, it drives me nuts when it has Sunday first. I like to see my weekends together. It's Monday is the beginning of the week. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, work starts on Monday. School starts on Monday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday's not the beginning of the week. It's a Sunday fun day. That's Anyways, the day you do nothing. I lost the argument. I didn't win it. It wasn't an argument. It was like a discussion, but I was getting heated because <laughs> it was such a, like, I went into it with such an advantage. I'm like, it's football related. Um, you know, like it, it, it week, Sports, week, week yeah, one betting. in the NFL actually starts on Thursday and goes till Monday. So I'm like, like, there's no way. And I found a way to not come out on top in the argument. I think that's what <laughs> frustrated me more than anything. <laughs> and afterwards she had to like console me and she's like, I know that you're right. I'm just, I'm just picking on you. And I'm like, 
I know, but like you're right again, and I didn't know what to do. And uh, yeah, that was my night last night. That was yours. <laughs> Country mornings with Kyle and Leanne on Country 104.